Hello and welcome to the podcast about nothing, the podcast about nada, the podcast about jack shit, the podcast about diddly squat. Um, as you all very well know, I was having a conniption last week, um, to say the least. Uh, basically, I was thinking about renaming this podcast to uh, Vent, which is V-E-N-T. Uh, and I was like, um, you know... I was kind of considering changing and rebranding it all and stuff like that. Um, I had some words with some friends and they said that you should keep it to what it is, but maybe just change the format of it, like maybe change like the, um, you know, how you actually make the podcast from scratch. So that is what I'm going to do. Uh, so I'm going to have like different sections. Uh, I was going to have like a black women shout out of the week, but didn't really work out uh so uh i'm gonna postpone that till next week but for now we are just gonna have a section called vent v-e-n-t where i'm going to vent for like 10 15 minutes about my week and yeah let's go all right first things first i am very sick <laughs> but this time it's my own fault because i really think excuse me <laughs> I really think I am lactose intolerant and um, I don't really know what to do. Well, avoiding dairy would be, like, one. Uh, but, yeah, my tummy is doing numbers. I feel like I'm going to be sick, uh, which is fun. But, again, this is my own fault because I decided to make a cheesy broccoli pasta bake. Um, and, yeah, so that was... This is less than... Um, less than appealing, I guess. Um... I guess I was drinking yesterday, so my tummy's not even doing well in the first place. So, yeah, I'm not doing well. Um, really, more than anything, I have just been thrust into the bosoms of adulthood to the point of no return. Like, this is the first, like, proper month I've not had my student finance to fall back on, and I'm really feeling it, because, like, paying bills is hard, um, trying to figure out, like, where your money's coming from or when it's coming next, making sure you're on top of it, making sure that you're on top of rent, making sure, you know, you're on top of, like, when you're going to get your invoices paid, like, stuff like that. It's, like, it's tiring, and I think it's just a bit scary, I guess. Like, I'm realising that I'm... It's not just... I mean, I'm not the only one that's going through this. Like, if you've just finished your degree, you know, what would you finish your degree? But also, like, when you hit, like, 21, at an age anyway, like, the way that you're protected, I guess, if that makes any sense. Like, you're protected if you're a student in some aspects. Like, you got the 25 rail cards, you got, you know, like, your student oyster. Like, all those things have just completely gone now, and... It's it's just put me into a bit of a frenzy because it's like I'm working five to six days a week and I I shouldn't even really be complaining because I'm only working like eight hours, but it's like I'm trying to do what's best for my mental health. So like I know for a fact that if I were to do a nine to five job, ooh, let's turn you off. Um, if I were to do like a nine to f- nine to five job and I were to be like, oh yeah, so. 
punch in at nine, come out at five or six or whatever, you know, have some dinner, go to bed. Like, I know my mental health would be completely done. Um, I know I wouldn't have time to do music. I wouldn't have time to do this. I wouldn't have time to, like, even just have time for myself, like, have me time, if you know what I mean, practice singing, do my... All of that. I just wouldn't have time to do any of it. So... I think it was probably the best decision for me to start doing part-time teaching and, like, it's better pay in the grand scheme of things. And also, like, I can kind of pick what I do. Sorry, I keep on doing Eh. But, yeah, I can pick what I do. Um, I can kind of, like, plan the lessons accordingly, you know. And, like, yes, you have to be, like active for like an hour but that's one hour of your day and then you're done you know um it just makes me happier because you know you get to talk to um the kids and like the kids are quite enthusiastic about um music and whatnot so that they're like really engaged and stuff so it's like a really sweet job but just it's like the little things that I'm starting to really feel like you know my invoices get paid when I try to get them paid, you know, like, not not every day is, is the first of the month, you know, also, like, bills, they come, like, every month, uh, like, literally every month, and that's that, um, also, just trying to, like, going out, or, like, buying clothes, I barely did that anyway, because, you know, I've been poor for a long time, but, um, you know, at this age, I was like, yeah, maybe I can start going out, you know, Start buying clothes, start buying, um, you know, uh, some new shoes, maybe going out every month to, like, a club or an event or buy tickets for whatever. That's not happening. Like, I need to buy food first. Like, and, you know, I need to, like I said, pay rent, pay travel, travel, ooh, you know. Like, it's it's a lot. And I think we talk about... Um, we talk about uh, kind of the struggles of being a graduate and stuff like that, but I don't. I would love to talk more about being a working class graduate, and like because for a lot of us, uni was like a safety net for us to, you know, have and for us to be able to like pursue a certain craft or a certain you know skill. Um, and then when it's just kind of taken away from you, and it's not to diminish anybody else's, like, um, experience, but, like, you don't get as much of the safety net. Like, there is no physical way that I would be able to move back to my mum's. Like, my mum's lives too far. There's no room, you know. She wouldn't even be able to financially help me. Like, if I don't pay rent, I'm homeless, you know. Um... And I think that's what I'm finding kind of hard out of all of this is, like, trying to keep the momentum going and keep all my uh, projects going, keeping the passion project going, um, keeping, um, you know, this podcast going, keeping my music going, pe- remind people that I still do music, you know, like, it's it's hard. It's a lot, and I think it's... And then I think also just to add on top of that, like, not having the security, not having that safety net, but, like, life happens. Like, when you get to this age, things start to happen that you don't ever, you've never experienced before, like, losing friends, like, that's, I mean, granted, that started happening when I was, like, 15, but 
ex- grieving or just experiencing like you know your friends being ill or things start to happen or whatnot like never experienced that in my life so it's just like oh, I've never experienced that in the sense of again not having that safety net of school so you can just cry to a counsellor or um you know you're young so you kind of have more people worried about you you know this is now expected of you you know that people pass away that people um are ill or terminally ill or whatever like it it's just like part of life and no one really prepares you for to experience those type of things and I guess that's why they're so traumatic or they're so heavy for when they do happen but I don't know it'd be nice to have like a little handbook I don't know like it's just nuts and I'm just finding it hard me personally like me Anusha I'm finding it hard to relax like I say every day on this podcast um but I am finding it hard to uh chill out I'm finding it hard to kind of switch my brain off because every day my brain is all like all right how am I making this money all right how am I gonna push my music push myself to the next level all right how am I gonna make sure everything's done on time all right how am I gonna make sure I sleep all right how am I gonna make sure I'm gonna um learn this song or make sure everybody else is on track in terms of music and stuff like that just pressure that I'm kind of I guess putting on to myself to be quite blunt but that is what I'm finding hard is the um self-discipline and like allowing yourself to rest and I mentioned before on this podcast about the nap ministry I think I got that wrong last time it's a nap ministry and they're like an organization who talk about like how capitalism has made us think that we have to be working all the time in order to get to our goals realistically it's capitalism that's stopping us getting to our goals so easily you know it's yeah it's these systems that are stopping us from even getting to a certain point i keep on yawning oh my gosh maybe i need to go to bed um you know it's stopping us to get to a certain point of um I don't know, just of of safety of a, of um, you know, a certain tax bracket per se. Um, it's not the amount of work you put in realistically, um, and I'm trying to like remember that, but then in the back of my head, I'm like, I've got bills to pay. Like, what is sleep? You know, I need to make sure that I'm up by my phone. I need to make sure that I've got everything like ready and it's just I think I'm just finding it scary that's all I'm gonna say is I'm finding it a bit freaky um with all the added costs of that come on to being an adult like literally my um back tooth uh I don't think it's not a canine tooth that's at the front molar my molar one of my molars is still a baby tooth and essentially it's about to come out like every time I eat anything it just moves and I can feel it like like you know when you're a kid and you're like oh my god my teeth is wobbly like oh excuse me that's the lactose intolerant coming up <laughs> but yeah when you'd um feel like your teeth were wobbly like it's literally like I'm feeling my tooth wobble every time like I eat an apple or I chew some gum. Gum's the worst. Oh my god. I love gum, so it makes it even worse. Um yeah, it's really, really bad and I just uh 
oh, I just can't deal. Like, and just the idea, like, I went to the dentist and I was like, all right, cool, boom, I am going to pay for uh, this early on so I can get some new teeth. Maybe my teeth were straightened up because I've got like the tiniest gap in my like in the middle of my teeth. So like, maybe my teeth were straightened up and everything would be sorted. Why is it almost like five grand to get my teeth sorted? Five whole grand to get my teeth sorted to get my teeth like straightened because essentially the reason why it costs so much is I'd have they'd have to take the tooth tooth out and um put a new teeth in there. Um, and they have to, like, drill it in with, like, metal because it's, like, you know, it's there forever, if you know what I mean. Um, but, yeah, like, t- t- basically, like, veneer, essentially. Yeah, five grand. Like, two grand for the extraction. Uh, two grand for, like, the aftercare and, like, one grand. I can't remember what that was for, but I guess paying them, I guess, to do it. But, yeah, um, that sucked. <laughs> so, I'm, I don't really know what my, uh, next goal is in terms of getting my teeth done and what is uh what is next for me but I just feel very lost at the moment and I feel I think the worst thing is I feel lost but I also feel like I'm on autopilot like I don't really have time to chill out and be like oh yeah you know I'm just gonna do some things or I'll spend the week just kind of, you know, just working and I'll come back to it later. Like, the way things are moving, it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, so this is moving like now. <laughs> like, you know, and I don't know, I'm just kind of annoyed um, with everything. And I mean, for being positive on the plus side, I have been sleeping a lot more. Like, these kids that I work with have knocked me the fuck out like I get back home about half five at the latest depending on traffic because usually it's like rush hour when I get back um you know I have dinner like about seven which is really early for me and then get my emails done send off the registers make sure I put my stickers away plan a lesson for the next day and I conk out like as soon as it hits 10 p.m I'm like right it's bedtime for a new shift this is the end and it's like so mad it is so mad I never thought I'd ever get to this point of adulthood where I'd be like all right cool in bed by a decent time like I always thought that when I get older I was gonna be able to stay up till 3am like better if you know what I mean but nope my girl I need my sleep I need a decent amount of sleep I'm gonna turn into those people where I just need eight or nine hours of sleep otherwise I'm gonna be grouchy so yeah yeah boy <laughs> yeah that's that's me venting what else can I vent about quickly what else has been bothering me this week I had to quit therapy that was fun um quitting therapy was the hardest decision like I cried when I had to quit therapy because literally it is it has helped me so much. Like, I have come leaps and bounds since I even started going to therapy. That was in, like, May. Like, late April, May, I started going to therapy. Um, was it April? I can't remember. But it was a while back. And, you know, the things that I've learned, the things that I've done, the way that I've uh, coped, the things... And, yeah, the things that I've learned, <laughs> it's... It's wild. Like, I'm so um, 
proud of myself, not only for uh, learning it, but actually being committed to get better. Like, I have trouble, and I've said this before on this podcast before, I have trouble with the term, like, how can you um, love someone else when you don't love yourself kind of thing. Um, That has some really serious implications. But what I will say is that I have learned how to just function a little bit better like through therapy I've learned how to like actually cope with some of the illnesses that I have and I've also learned oh my neighbours um but yeah I've also learned how um how fucked up things are you know like how fucked up some people were towards me or how fucked up society is this is the reason why you're going through x y and z like I never thought I'd get to that point in life of or this point in life where I have so much awareness of myself my mental health whatever but I had to quit therapy because I'm poor again because what 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 is the other reasons because I'm poor um and it was sad but she put it like this and I would like to put it out there for other people who also maybe don't go to therapy or have had to quit therapy. Like she says, it never really, your spiritual journey never really ends. Like you have like a toolkit, you know, like you have a maintenance kit that you have in your head. Like you know for a, f- a fact, like, and I do this too, that when you're sad, you go to your sad playlist um, you put on Richard, is, how do you say his name, is it Riley? Riley, Rayleigh, Rayleigh Richie, Rayleigh Richie, I think that's how you say his name, you put on some Rayleigh Richie, and you play the first three, or the first three or four songs of that album, his first album, and you just cry, you cry your eyes out, then you put on some Lana Del Rey, even though we listen to her in secret, then you cry your eyes out even more, and then by the end of that playlist, <laughs> you you may not feel better, but you feel like you've let out some emotion, you've acknowledged your sadness. Like, that in itself is self-care. And that is learning how to take care of yourself in these situations. Like, it's like little things. Like, me knowing... Me knowing that um, I'm lactose intolerant. And instead of just being like, all right... So maybe cheese is not for me. Maybe cheese is not where I want to be. You know, I can just be like, all right, cool, boom, next time we are not going to have some cheese. We may just have broccoli and pasta and some sauce and just, you know, or have fake cheese. Um, As the white devil put it to me at one point, I think you can use like, what the fuck did he use? Ooh. I can't remember what it was. It was like, it wasn't corn. Um, I know there's like vegan cheeses, but there was something that he used. It was really strange, but it actually tasted decent. I don't remember it. Like, I don't really care. But like, you can use other supplements for cheese per se, and I'm just gonna do that for now because this is the last time I ever want to feel like this. And like I said, this is self care. <laughs> so yeah, like there is as much as therapy is really helpful and should be accessible for everybody at all times, but a conversation for another day um it's like there are ways to do self-care like outside of therapy 
and I just like for me personally because I'm a, I'm a big fan of a list just writing them down and just being like right so when you're sad listen to sad playlist when you're angry listen to Rico Nasty when you will feel like going outside walk to Alexandra Palace because that's like around the corner from me you know like having this those those little toolkits in your in your you know roster you know like today it's Sunday and I choose usually usually to not do anything on Sunday but for some reason today I did not get that urge but what I did do is I stayed in my pajamas woke up in the morning put on my secret burner account did what needs to be do done well English did what needs to be done and yeah I woke up very happy this morning like and just again having those things in your like as a routine um it's helpful it's helping me um so like it's helping me to kind of realize that actually you there are things that you can do to kind of keep this momentum going and I strongly stress that for everybody else I just have like a little toolkit where you can have this momentum going of like, oh, well. And that's not to say that that's the answer to everything because, trust me, that sad playlist only works at certain set times. Certain times I will still be crying after that playlist ends and sometimes, you know, Rika Nasty is all very, all very well. Um, but at the end of the day, I just want to punch a wall. But, no, it, it, it was helpful and I'm very blessed to say that I actually went to therapy. I'm very grateful for my therapist. But yeah, it was time, I think, well, it was not time, my bank account told me it was time, but um, it was time to put an end to it and um, go into the world on my own. And I think once I um, get back into ther- um, money, I will go back to therapy, like 100%, because even just to have something that isn't this podcast, just to vent... Uh, throughout then that would be really helpful to just have like someone there but for now this podcast would do um she knows about this podcast which is actually quite nice i was telling her about all the things that i chat about and she was really impressed so yay go star for me all right time for the mess time for the mess that is the podcast about nothing this is where i just go on chatting about other things so yeah just chat for a bit and um essentially i want to talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart and that is the cheetah girls um the cheetah girls is like one of my favorite disney channel products i guess because it wasn't just a movie like they were artists in their own right um and yeah uh cheetah girls was like kind of think of your high school musical it was like the diverse version of that it kind of started the trend for all these kind of Disney channel movies to have such clout like it was one of the first um and yeah it's i don't know why but recently i keep on revisiting it and i think it's because like again me being an adult i'm trying to like find a bit of my childhood that brings me comfort and listening or even just thinking about the uh the cheetah girls or watching the movies it just kind of makes me feel like home uh makes me feel like i guess i want to say a bit like a safe space per se but like 
I don't know, there's just something about it. And um, maybe it's because, like, I'm doing music and the girl, like, the whole storyline of the Cheetah Girls is they're trying to break into the music industry and, like, they're four diverse girls, none of them are skinny, and they're like, all right, cool, boom. So let's, try, like, let's figure out how to do this. And, you know, they come through trials and tribulations, but, <laughs> you know, they get put on a new channel and they start, like, performing. Like, it's 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 very, like, heartfelt. Um, and it's just very sweet. I think that's the, that's the main thing. So... Anyway, to rewind, rewinding, rewinding, rewinding. The Cheetah Girls is a, a Disney Channel movie about four girls who are, like, friends. They're in, I want to say, high school. You know how shows are when they cast adults as teenagers? It gets a bit confusing, but I think it's high school. And um, they are, again, trying to break into the music industry. They form this uh, group called the Cheetah Girls. And there's, like, this guy who's, like the top dog who they have to, like, audition for, and he's like, no, I want to change all these things about you. And then Raven's character, her name's Gabriella, uh, you know, Raven Simone, um, she's in it, and she's like, no, I don't want to be changed, I want to stick to my roots, and all the other girls are like, but how do we get noticed when, um, you know, like, this is the only shot, which, of course, it isn't. So they break up in dramatic fashion, and then <laughs> Raven's dog gets caught in, um, and then, and it's really sad, because the dog's really cute, and they're thinking, oh no, the dog's gonna die, and then firemen are like, what can we do, even though you're a fireman, you should really know what to do in this situation, <laughs> so, uh, like, the girls, um, they all come together, and they see the panic, like, see panicked Raven, Gabriel slash Gabriella, and they're like, oh no, the dog, we love the dog too, fuck you, Raven, <laughs> but the dog, we love the dog, and so they're like, well, why don't we sing, so they start singing, so we are sisters, we stand together, so the dog comes out, and everyone's really happy, the dog made them realise, <laughs> I promise I'm not drunk, I promise, <laughs> and then the dog made them realise that they should be sisters, and they should stand together, because they make one big family, even though they don't look the same, because diversity. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 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 a shitty girl's one in a nutshell. And, yeah, I remember when it um, aired in when I was little, because obviously it would get things a bit late, but I remember because I think we just, like, just got Disney Channel as well, so it was, like, a huge fucking thing. And then I remember just watching it and being like, <gasps> black people! Oh my god, black people. I mean, you know, as I get older though, there are some things that are like I look at it and Aqua, um Keely Williams's character, you know, thought he had to make the dark skin girl like the fighter. Like and what did she even do? Did she sing? Did she sing? I don't remember like I feel like she was just there to cause trouble. <laughs> Cause like, what did she do? So there was like Dorinda, who was played by the Latina lady, the white Latina lady, can't remember her name in real life. Oh, crap. Oh, I'm going to have to do a Google. Am I going to have to do a Google? Anyway, white Latina lady, she's like the dancer. She's like, yeah. Um, Aqua was the dark skinned girl who. I can't remember what she did. Uh. 
Adrenabellion? I'm just going to have to Google it because I can't remember her name in, in the actual group. But, like, there's Gabriella, Adrian Balon, Keely Williams, and Sabrina Bryan. Oh, I thought it was Sabrina. But Adrena, Adrian, not Adrena, Adrian was, like, the... She was also Latina, and she was a bit darker-skinned. I say a bit. Um, and they essentially, like... Um, She's like the singer. She's like the she has the runs per se. Uh, but yeah, no, I can't. What the hell did the dark skin lady do? Hmm. Questions, questions that need answering. I'm sure she maybe just danced. I'm sure she danced because oh, she was the fashion one. Was no, that was Adrian. Oh no, she had a storyline that I can't remember, and I feel really bad. Okay, let's 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 Wikipedia. Let's Wikipedia the film. Let's Wikipedia the film. What was the f- what? Why can't I find the film? There we go. I don't want the soundtrack. I wanted the film, not the soundtrack. The film. The film. The film. The film. Okay, I think this is the film. Plot. Right. Four girls in high school. Meeting success. What did Aqua do? What did Aqua do? What did Aqua do? Tell me what Aqua did. <laughs> I don't know what Aqua did. Oh my god. Oh, Adrian Balon was uh, her name was Chanel, of course. All right. No, I'm lost. I I don't know. I I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't care. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um that was Cheating Girls one and yeah, problems, but was it like it gross uh a couple of million. Um so obviously they made Cheating Girls two, which this movie was amazing because you know, you can tell Whitney because Whitney Houston was like the producer for the movie. Um and you can tell because she really had an ear for the girls' voices and like especially for a Disney movie, like some of the songs I'm like, this is really intricate. Like some of the harmonies like were just so lovely. Uh it was it was wild, but like good wild, if you know what I mean. Like it was um a really lovely film, a lovely soundtrack, which I still go back to listen to. But the actual film plot was stupid. Like they go to Spain, um this is how the cheat girls too, they go to Spain and they enter a contest which I can't remember what the contest was for but assume that it's something to do with singing and they win money or they win a deal or whatever and it's not it, it, the contest it's the, the contest storyline like is in them obviously there's trials and tribulations because obviously they break up and all, they all get distracted because Spain and uh, you know Dorinda like becomes like she's like a dancer now um, the white teen lady if you, if you didn't know if you forgot for like five minutes ago and like she meets a dance person who's quite pretty and I say kind of pretty because he's like dizzy trying to pretty and he's like she's like well I could just dance my way into success and Aqua again she's a um Chanel she's like the fashion like she's like fashion and she gets distracted and 
uh, Gabrielle is like, no, no, we have to pra- practice, we have to rehearse. And, like, what I don't get is that they make her out to be, the, like, Raven's character out to be the bad one. But really, she's actually probably the only smart one in this whole fucking movie. Smart's not her own fucking mum. The mum's just like, relax, relax. And they're like, no, the girls need to work. <laughs> oh, my God. But then the, the bit that doesn't make sense is, one, how they got to Spain so quickly and just without any kind of... um hassle per se uh two uh chanel's mum marries someone rich and white this european uh or is about to get married to someone rich white and european um and she doesn't like the relationship because i think her dad died and she's like dealing with that and it's all sad and stuff and um you know she she's sad and stuff <laughs> but then she like tries to break them up and then becomes like an absolute brat like i won't talk to my dad i won't talk or stepdad if you know what i mean you know she's like i won't talk to him i won't acknowledge him you know he has nothing to do with my life rare, 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 rare. and i'm like sis i mean i've been there but like imagine i don't know maybe just because working class i don't know I, I i couldn't imagine just having this much of an attitude especially for someone who i think they dated for like a while it wasn't like it just was like sprung up on her like they were dating for a bit so i'm really confused as to like what the reasons as to why like she was allowed to get off of this behavior but whatever um so yeah and you know as every Disney Channel movie, Trans Tribulations, they split up, sing an amazing song called It's Over, by, um, again produced by Whitney Houston. Um, and then they get back together, then they rehearse, and then some Spanish, other Spanish girl comes along and she's like a threat to them, but they realise actually we can use you as like, you know, as, as a supporter or something like that. And they sing a song and it's in Spanish and half in English and everything's great and they all dance and then it's the end. Um, the weird thing about the ending is that you don't even find out who fucking wins the competition. It just ends. And you're just like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but the Cheetah Girls as a whole, as a group, as a collective, uh, it's interesting because they mean so much to me in the sense that, and this is going to sound very Disney Channel, so excuse me, they just kind of gave me hope, if that makes any sense. They gave me, like, comfort. Um, I don't even mean in a way of, like, yeah, you can do it. You can be successful in the music industry. Because, you know, that's happening. But, like, this, at the moment, it's a struggle. But more of the fact that, like, that things are just going to get better more than anything. That things are just going to, like, things will continue. Things move on and... At the end of the day, uh, you know, if you just have the right people around you, things get better. And there's, like... I think there's a sense of Disney as a whole, which is why I guess they're such an evil corporation. <laughs> like, that they, like, um, I guess let out. Like, they tell us, like, you know, believe in your dreams and rare, rare, rare. And, you know, everything's going to get better. But there's something about the Cheetah Girls, I think, that meant a lot to us as black people as people of colour as a whole, but especially black people, I think. I think because if Disney Channel as a whole, and if we're really going off Disney Channel as a, um, as Disney Channel, not like Disney, but Disney Channel, like the ones that's kind of like promoted to tweens and teenagers, like 
it's very white, you know. Obviously, people like Zendaya came from Disney Channel and all that lot, but there was always like a token black person or two token black people. I'm harping back to the High School Musical, or there was like a stereotype like black person. It was like, mm hmm, um, that's more Hannah Montana. Um, sweet life is like a Cody. There was like one or two people of color, and I liked it for that. But overall, it was very very white centric. Um, apart from maybe like that's a Raven and one or two other. Was Proud Family on this channel? I think it was. You know, apart from like a few, um, to I guess a few programs. Like as it start, as I started to go older, anyway, it just became very white, and it was kind of hard to back it as I got older, like maybe to twelve to thirteen, because it just it the access to some of the some of their programming just became very few and far between. But the cheer girls. Again, this is for me personally, but this is my kind of an observation. It's like, it was like, yeah, so the Cheetah Girls was on this channel was for everyone. But it was like our thing, you know, kind of like Whitney is, you know, I don't want to, pos not in a possessive way, but she was our girl, you know. And I The fact that she was even involved in this movie kind of solidified that. And it was like a movie for us and it was made by us as well. That's why, like, you know, none of the storylines were were like, oh, you know, Gabriella uh, feels, like, uh, really downtrodden because she's, like, the bigger one of the group or whatever, or, you know, Aqua is, like, the dark one and she feels... I mean, you know what? Disney Channel, shat, you know, holler at me if you want to make a storyline like that because I feel like that is something to be talked about. But it wasn't, like... It wasn't... I don't even want to go into stereotypes because it wasn't stereotypical, but it wasn't just, like formulaic it wasn't like a white person trying to figure out how a black person would function in society like the people that made the shooting girls knew how young people of color function in society and it, i was talking about class in this podcast it also knew how class functioned in this society it wasn't just you know our three middle uh or four middle school uh teenage girls who just get to go on these trips or whatever like Dorinda was like a foster child and she is struggled with money and she, it was like there were visible storylines in the in the film where it was like she was struggling to make ends meet and it was like hard for her to like kind of sort things out and it's like and I think Chanel's character like there was like a chance for her to be poor which is like or something like that and she was like no no lifestyle 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 i'm pretty I'm, i might be making that one up but you know there's there was like a lot of uh thought that was put into the cheetah girls it was very evident that's obviously why it was so successful but i think it was just it felt like something that was for us and like i think that's why i love it personally so much is that it felt like something that was for us and that like that we could just kind of hold close to our hearts kind of the same way that we do with like brandy cinderella or whatever like that's our thing you know you can you can look at it you can see it if you want but realistically it's our thing and especially being on something like disney channel it just it felt nice i guess but then obviously like i said as disney channel went on like high school musical came up Hannah montana came up which i have a Brief about Miley Cyrus, but for another day, you know what else? Um, not Selena Gomez, um, the Wizards of Waverly Place. Even though the movie was for that film was actually pretty fucking good, um, 
you know, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, you know, all of these things, uh, they started, you know, coming into the roster of Disney Channel. So it just meant, like, any programming that was for people of colour, like, who remembers Fillmore? Do you remember that? It was like, I think it was like a spy. What did he do? I think, yeah, it was like a spy. And he just kind of just had, he was just really, like, stoical. He was like, yeah. I've got this, I'm Fillmore. You know, things like that. Um, like the, the Proud Family, uh, Cheating Girls. All of them just kind of got pushed out and just, they had like a time limit and that was that. And it was kind of sad because it was just really evident to see that Disney Channel were just really whitening, 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 whitening. They were very much like, uh, showing that they didn't really want the, the, their roster to be diverse anymore and I'm not really into Disney Channel lore at the moment because I'm 21 but I'm, I hope it's got better that's all I can hope for, I hope it's got better I hope that there's more diversity, I hope there's more diverse like characters as a whole because um, you know like because I think it's just important because like these characters, like, the Cheetah Girls are stuck with people for years, you know, like, me as an adult, like, I still remember the Cheetah Girls and kind of the effect that it had on me, um, so I look back and I just kind of think it's really important to just, actually, let me go back, I don't want to kind of talk about importance, it's just nice, it's just nice to have something that you can have for yourself and to feel like you're represented and feel like you have a safe thing that is just yours, you know, um, yeah, I was, I would strongly advise everybody to, even if you don't want to ever watch Cheetah Girls, even if you're like, "Mm -mm, you know, it's not for me, I don't really like that kind of stuff, at least, at the very least, listen to a soundtrack, because it is fucking gorgeous. Like, it is one of my favourite, like, favourite soundtracks. It's one of my favourite, like, albums to go back to. Like, if I had, like, a top ten... If I had, like, a top ten slash twenty album, that would be near the top. Like, I think... um I think that's something, like, I would definitely advise everyone to do. And... Also, fun fact, there's a song on there called A La Lanita, which is a Spanish um, lullaby that is sung to babies, I guess. People. People. <laughs> um, um, and I sang it for my first uh, classical grade, and I got a distinction for that song anyway. So, yeah. Um, so, that is it for the podcast about nothing. Uh, I did promise that I would have a guest on this week's show, but... Because th- this person is in the States, it's kind of hard to, um, you know, timing because like 10pm for me is like 2pm for them or I think that's right. No, it's like 4, I think. It's like 4 or 10. It's like, it's late for me, you know. And um, that's kind of what I'm finding hard about all of it is that like just trying to schedule it in and be like yeah, um, we were going to get this sorted and done, but it would be worth the wait, I promise, because this person is not only, um, 
really visual on social media, but she has a lot to say. And she's taught me a lot, a whole lot, when it comes to um, certain politics or certain things. I don't want to reveal it because I think some people will be able to guess. But she's taught me a lot, and I'm very happy that she'll be able to come on the show. So that being said, um, I have what I have changed is I've changed the handles for my um, social media because I can. And it's just easier for everyone to follow. So the handles are nothingpod underscore. So that's for Instagram and uh, Twitter. Yes, there we go. Got got that out of my mouth. Um, let me know if you want me to make a Facebook. Because I, I think Facebook can be good for certain things. Like, I feel like it can be good for, like, um, promoting things. And I, it's still, like, a source of, like, um, networking for a lot of my products actually but I hate Facebook it's honestly like one of it's obviously the cause of a lot but it's just honestly one of the worst things um in terms of just having to stay on top of and there's like a lot to actually do on Facebook if that, if that makes any sense like you have to tag people and you got to you know sending people request but obviously people get so annoyed that they end up like um you know like just ignoring your request and like it just is it's just not but let me know if i should make a facebook for this account if not i'm just going to keep it to instagram and um twitter uh and yes let me know um how you doing uh i have a event which has changed dates now because of a mishap with the venue um on the venue side but uh it's now changed dates it'll now be november the third uh i have this thing called the sharing circle which is going to be a event where uh, people share their personal experiences and uh, there'll obviously be performances in between, but it's mainly going to be like discussions around the creative industry and like how we can like help each other more, especially like again, I always harp on about working class musicians and stuff, but I think having discussions about how working class musicians um, can help each other and how things need to change in the future, especially with things like random mental health or. Uh, event planning for the future, releases, the state of the music, music industry at the moment, all that jazz. Like, I think it'd be really important to have these discussions and that is what the Passion Project is going to do. Um, on November the 3rd, tickets are gonna, can be found in the description box. Um, they're only £3. Uh, I think the venue is wheelchair accessible, but I'm going to double-check about that because... You never know with these things. If not, I will make it bullshit accessible. Like, we will get you in, okay? Um, yeah, and if there's any kind of accessibility things that I'm missing, then please let me know. Um, but yeah, tickets are £3. Uh, very limited, but we'll see how we get on. Uh, and also, there's an open mic. So if you want to perform at the open mic, you can DM me through whatever. I'll put you on the list. Um, but notice that the open mic is going to have to be very short because it's in between, like, two sets of performances, 
two or three sets of discussions and a jam at the end like that you you might just get one song in but we'll try and accommodate everybody uh i am going to head to bed now because i am so tired uh and yeah i have to edit this and continue with my adulting week with lesson planning and learning barbara streisand and singing lessons and spending money that i do not have um and yeah so this has been the podcast about nothing i am anusha i hope you have a lovely week um and lastly make sure you don't kill anybody but if you do make sure you do not call me and 